It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 120 minutes. This is Kevin Seal. Look out! They're throwing muses! Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. I couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, Jerry? The TARDIS has been working properly and capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. Tri-weekly, classic Doctor Who review podcast. I am your friend, Eric, coming at you on a Sunday, 4 o'clock. Dan is not here again. That's too... No, he's here. What did I say you were doing last time? Wait wait for me. Hey, hey, here we go. Yeah, I forgot. Last time you were at uh, an anti-abortion rally. (laughs) Wait, what? Wasn't it? Didn't I say you flew to Texas? uh, I I can't remember, Dan. Dan, how are you? Frankly, I don't listen to the shows even as we record them. No. I'm I'm, I'm actually listening to another podcast. That's the best way to do it. That's the uh, Dan and Eric promise. If you want to get the most out of this, get the least out of it. That's right. It's our guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Eric. Hey, Dan. How was Dune? Dune was good. I've only I, seen Dune twice. Uh, I think. Um, I don't think I've seen it even since we talked last. Had I already oh. seen it two two times? The time the last time we did it, the time. I don't know. The I, time. I, 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 you made me a freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. Oh, I actually have a story for that because I went Please. to see it. I had it in my head. Hey. First time, I'm gonna be a little nervous. I'm gonna be a little excited. I've been I've been building this up. There's a lot yeah. of uh, stuff in, in me built up. Yeah. So I was gonna go to a regular screening, like a standard uh-huh. movie, to get through that initial viewing, and then I was gonna go to the IMAX theater, Dan, right? Because yes, that's yes. how okay. they say to watch it. And you I and waited I talked between those two events. Was that about this? Yes, when we last talked, you were planning. To yeah, it. and I had seen it. Maybe I hadn't seen it on, on HBO. I watched it on HBO Max as well as in the theater. Of so I've seen it twice. And then I went to get tickets this past Thursday, okay. and it's not in IMAX anymore. It's gone because of something really? called the Eternals, uh, which no, took which off. I would still see, but I don't need to see that in IMAX. I have yet to see it yeah, in a theater. I've watched it two and a half times on uh, HBO Max. Well, Can't you should see it in a th- even a standard theater just I... for the sound. Sure. Uh, sure, COVID. I get it. Right? No, lazy. it's mostly laziness. It's entirely. It's okay. literally right there on my TV. I, I like that my TV. I like I like my sound system. All right. I well, like, hey, maybe um, you have it. You know what? To each I his like, own. Uh, yeah. Whatever you uh, find. Anyway, I love was, the bigness. so... And the loud. The reason why I want to see it on IMAX. So the one thing that uh, you know, I'm reading a bunch of reviews about this. Hey you guys, can't. don't worry. Eric will drop in the uh, the time code where you can skip all this bull and get gets the the review. But anyway, um, some of it being shot in IMAX makes me feel like I am missing something. The scenes where, especially the battle scenes, but not even yeah. those where you have the characters in the foreground, but you have these massive ships 
And in the, um, I guess, regular format, mm-hmm. HBO Max, there's a, there's a bit of panning, horizontal panning that has to happen to bring everything into the frame. But in IMAX, it is all there in the frame and even more overwhelming and impressive. And I'd well, love I to wouldn't see it know because I didn't get a chance to see no. it because of yeah. they, they the movie is doing well. I just read something like fifty percent of the box office came from IMAX, which in the average is thirty percent. So pull out, pull some eternal screenings out and give us some dune right eternal won't last long the eternals was also shot for imax specifically too i have not seen it i don't have a uh, opinion on the film i want to talk about that as well i mean i did i did go and read um a couple runs of eternals because they yeah which i haven't so you're more read read on that than me i think i read a handful of the original jack kirby floppies that i would find in like dollar bins but you read the Neil Gaiman stuff, so you're yeah, probably and, more... and they were good. They were they were uh, they were they were good. Doctor but I don't, Who. I am <laughs> not really super excited about it. Anyway, Dune. It was it lived up to everything I wanted it to be. Uh, the casting was. I mean, I'm not saying anything that everyone else hasn't already heard a thousand times from people who are more, you know, uh, uh, more up to speed about the the process of it and know more about the books and everything, but. It just makes me think of there was that YouTube series um, for a while there. Uh, uh, Every frame a painting. Did you ever watch those? No, uh, the, two is. two guys they would break down movies shot by shot or a scene from a movie shot by shot and talk about like how it was done and what mm-hmm. the the meaning is and like the technical behind it and the, the artistry. And it really uh, every I think it's called every frame a painting. And that's what this movie really feels like to me is every shot, every frame going through. You take a still from it and it's beautifully composed. It is incredibly realized it, it is yeah it was just such a wonderful film I'm, I'm just so glad that it, it um it did everything i wanted it to do and exceeded my expectations and that pretty pretty quickly right afterwards they got greenlit for the second part that would have been the most depressing thing to have it's just kind of depressing of that they didn't believe in film it both? enough Mm-mm. like to have already started so you don't have to wait three years that's just Warner Brothers or AT and T, whoever. Like they have not been making the best decisions about stuff, and they so seem much very more expensive for them to do it this way. You could have done everything together. I wonder. I actually wonder if they even filmed anything that would kind of bridge the gap in between. Yeah, like, I don't know. We're here. We've set up the all this. Let's let's get some shots for the next movie. Yeah, Dan, uh, we're not anyway. here. Dan, though, we are not here to talk about Dune. I are hate that I am the one saying you're that cutting me off on this. This is I have this to is cut incredible. you off. No, I don't have to cut you off. We can you keep do. going. Um, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we're here to talk. We about... can transition right now to an all Dune podcast because I have a lot more to say, but it's full of spoilers for anyone that hasn't read the book that sure. I would like to openly talk about. Uh, but we're not going to do that because this oh isn't goodness. the Dune podcast yet. If you want to see the Dune podcast, you should write us and let us in and say, and uh, let us know. Let us in. Let us into your house. We'll send into your house. Room, we'll uh, we a need a place to stay. These things actually don't pay for themselves. In fact, these it's things shocking. actually don't pay. No. They don't pay. They cost money. Uh, we pay. have no ads. And, uh, yeah, there's no podcast fair. We don't have a Patreon. The, the closest yes. thing we have to a Patreon is when the kind readers uh, support me by buying Goblin, a fantasy I adventure can. graphic novel by me and Will Perkins, available now wherever fine books are sold, uh, whether that's Amazon or your local bookstore. Dan, we're not even there to talk about Goblin. We're not. We're here to talk about Doctor Who, the new one. Did you watch the... I, Eric, I tried... Oh, this I, is interesting. I didn't give it a good effort. 
Okay. I put it on and immediately started doing something else. It lost my attention within the first 15 seconds. I'm so conflicted about this. I probably said this before. I really like Jodie Whittaker. I like what she did with the character. I don't like the stories. I don't mm. like the the rest of the cast. The mm. other companions are not compelling to me. I just don't enjoy this season. The, these seasons, these these the the Chibnall. Did era it just air all. or something? What did it just air? I yes, like I believe within the last the, day or so. The first part. Just I've aired. been watching them on HBO Max, and I, after you told me there was one, or you had watched it, or didn't get through yeah. it, or whatever, I looked. I was like, oh, I'll watch it, but it's not there, so it's not on HBO Max. I don't no, know. No, that's a right. Delay. No, it'll be on the other like BBC are. America if you get that, or, I, or something. That. I think that's the only place I'm. I got it. Well, it's your, the other two, the other two specials were on. Like I watched the last two, the one where one was a Dalek one, and then one was whatever. Yeah, this I think just aired, and I got it through BBC America on my YouTube TV mm. that I have. I use that for my what cable fancy TV. Fancy pants. What a fancy pants with his it's YouTube cheaper. TV. It's cheaper. And uh, it helps them target ads to me, which is something I really respect. But anyway, I, I want, I will sit down and I will watch it. But I gotta tell you, it's gonna feel like a chore to sit down and watch it, and I hate that about New Hope. So well, I'm, that's interesting. I'm really this is excited. the kind of like these are the hot takes you don't get on the other podcasts. Oh, I imagine I'm the other podcasts sure are you just can. hot takes, right? Is the that how it works? Hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping I have I have high hopes for the next era. Well, you let us there at home listening, or on the road, or wherever you are, or <laughs> burying a drifter. I'm not going to make any value judgments. What did you think of the new Doctor Who? And we're hearing from a lot of people, too, because I guess it's we're near the end of uh, classic Doctor Who episodes where we're going to run out. And people are saying things about the ninth Doctor being essentially like 35 years old at this point. Our own podcast is is going to hit a seven year anniversary in January, which is scary. Um, Sickening. But, oh, yeah. yeah, scary. Sorry. Yes, we're uh, we're just so you all know, we are sort of figuring out what happens after the uh, the last episode passes. Uh, uh, but we're not there. Right. We're we're not invading time yet. We're being invaded by time. Nope. Huh? I'm being told we are. We are, we are invaded inv- by time. We are being invaded by time. The invasion of. Time. of- Tiny Do you have anything else, or should we hit the button and just let's put, just get into this, this story, one? I, I am very to... interested to see what you're going to think about oh, this one. Interesting. All right, I, let's. I'm hit the usually button. not. Usually, no. I don't give a shit what you think about it, but this time I actually want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear all about the timeless child. All right, oh, hit God. the. Let's find the button <laughs> and get into this. I sent the invaders back to their own planet. Of course, I'll need the Matrix, the jury rig, a time loop, but that's... But how have we won? We've fought no one but a few guards. Well, it can't always be like the relief of Mafeking. Right. Don't shout at them. Don't shout. Have you ever thought of taking it up seriously? Taking what up seriously? Well, killing people. A little practice. You'd become quite proficient. What does... Come on. Excuse me, what... Do you know what... What does proficient mean? Doctor, uh, Mr. Castellan, Mr. Chancellor, still in his office. 
yes, sir. Good. Castellan. As Castellan, you are responsible for security on Gallifrey in general, for my safety in particular. Are you not, Castellan? Uh, that is silly. Castellan, I don't think you're very good at it. That's just my opinion. I'm a president. Still, every oligarchy gets the Castellan it deserves, eh, Castellan? Uh, yes, well, never mind. Just clear up the mess, will you, one moment? Is it over? Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's been a long, hard road, but at last, the future of Gallifrey is assured. Why, what are you looking for? This is... The Invasion of Time. This is the sixth and final serial of season number 15. Lucky number 15. Put her to bed, uh, they would say, in 1978. This was written by David Agnew, which is not a real person. Uh, to my knowledge, I think it is a fake name uh, that was a combination of Graham William and Anthony Reed. Interesting. I think that's true. got there. I think that's true. Uh, I don't know the details to why there's a fake name and versus just the real names. Maybe they weren't allowed to do it because of... Who knows? Doesn't matter. Not important. Uh, Gerald Blake of the uh, uh, Bloomin' Blakes, uh, famous for their onion. Uh, until those sons of bitches down at, the, uh, down at that Australian steakhouse uh, outback were like, uh, let's get a... Mm, this onion's tasty. And then they stole the recipe. Yeah. Even old Gerald Blake, sort of poor and uh, sort of disillusioned story. by uh, by capitalism, and uh, spent his waning years writing Doctor Who's, or directing Doctor Who's. Rather quick uh-huh. on that one, Dan. What did you? Oh, we have to tell you what it's about. Tell me what it's uh, about. The Eric, Doctor and Leela. Uh, well, the Doctor begins some shenanigans with some strange, mysterious alien creatures and then returns to Gallifrey where he claims his rightful place as the president uh, and seems to be in cahoots with this invading force and turns his back on his own people and turns his back on Leela and things seem really, really bad, Uh, but they're not. Dan, what did you think of the invasion of time, Dan? Uh, Eric, I I enjoyed most of this story. Okay. I I honestly did. I uh, it was too long. The twist with the twist, the reveal uh, that the the people pulling the strings all along with Santarans. Um, mm. I don't really particularly like the Santarans. I they're also a slow talking enemy. Anytime you get one of those slow talking yeah. enemies, it makes scenes drag out a little longer. Slow than walking too. We slow got walking, we got lots talking. of shots uh, walking down corridors, just mm. just ambling uh, down corridors, um, but. Overall, you know, I'm a guy who loves lore. I love the... Yeah, this is like all your favorite It's all hits. that stuff. You got the Rassilon. Every other line we is got the, mentioning Rassilon. You got, we got the Rassilons. We got Wreck on Gallifrey. Ra- we see some new stuff that we've never collection. seen before. Outside the Citadel, mm-hmm. into the wastes outside. The uh, people that were exiled out there. We got uh, shiny, shimmery alien creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got mind control. We got a doctor that's acting all crazy yeah, in the really head nuts. Uh, really nuts. in a way that was 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 fun and exciting i didn't know where he was going with it but you could be assured they had a plan the whole time you got you got a leela who's doing all her leela things like normal i think mm-hmm. she was she was great we got it we got a good canine here i didn't know because we try not to do any research also because it's easier not to that this was the farewell for leela and canine mark one 
Yeah, uh, I didn't so know that, that either. That but then fun. I think a listener wrote us an email, and I saw the subject line. I think it said something about goodbye to Leela. So yeah, like, I didn't okay, see, I, that enough. came in <laughs> after I saw this. I know that you uh, you were pressed for time and kind of just ran. Yeah, I literally ran watched these it and, well, when yeah. I do my thing minutes ago. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think I think that was a lot of fun. It was just, you know, the Centaurians of all people. Okay, I guess sure. Um, uh, you know, taking down the taking down the the barrier and uh, making a hole in the thing, and so they can come in and inv- had it, it, that was fine. But everything else was 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 super fun. Even you know, r- I, we got some uh, listener feedback about this. Good points. Um, we get to see the inside of the TARDIS, but mm-hmm. most of it's just um, uh, it's like a YMCA or like a it's it's <laughs> like the like a- back areas of the BBC. It's just hallways in the BBC. Yeah, it's like loading docks and and whatnot. Like, this like, is our oh, this okay. is our air conditioning and heating room. We're gonna use it. Let's it's, shoot a whole scene here. Yeah, we'll set yeah. up a gallery in here. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> okay, if you're hearing this right now, you are the one that is missing. <laughs> sorry, that just took me a second. Um, yeah, so so yeah, we got a whole lot of that. We got to see the TARDIS swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got got to swim in Leela. That's kind of fun uh, with a whole bunch of plastic. Eric, that's my top line about this thing. Uh, what did you think about it, Dan? Uh, I actually really liked it. I thought it was there was a lot to like. I think you're right in saying it was too long. Like it could have easily been five parts. Four I mean, is probably a little. I didn't mind the the way that it had like the Santaran reveal because I felt like it all sort of built to that. Like you could have you could have easily lost the wicked evil shower curtain people, yes. and then once they were humans, they were the worst. Like you didn't need them at all. One of them looked like Corey Feldman. Not that that should be a, a, a mark in either direction. Not a pro or a con, really. But I did like, like, I thought, even for six episodes, like, all of the intrigue and, like, the way that they did the story beats and stuff, you didn't really know what the Doctor was doing or what his right. plan was, and he's just acting nuts. And you don't know, like, is that just Tom Baker, like, on pills? Or is this, like, part of the story? It's like, it was like... A little both. And, and I felt like even the way it starts... Where he goes and talks to the aliens, the shower curtain people, and other, and some other weeble wobble form. Yeah, I, I right. was like, did we like? I was trying to remember the episode before. Did it end with that scene? Like, I couldn't remember why he was even there. So you're sort of like thrown in this weird, unsteady thing. He's coming out and he's doing telling her like, I have canine, which you know, a canine yell at you, and then she's you know because they're listening, but they would have heard that anyway. Uh, but then they say he says later you can't hear into the TARDIS because that's like a safe zone too. So I'm not sure. It's not. It's fine. Well, um, oh, right? Yeah, that is strange. Leela's eyes are striking. I like that the blue eyes on her was like I did not. I don't think I ever even realized her eyes were as blue as they are until some of those close-ups in the beginning. It There's something like. in this this one with the filming. I don't know what it was, or maybe it's the the copy that we, we yeah have it looked on it looked. To- different like more um like it like had an hd trail like, or something i could see like freckles on leela's yeah. face that i didn't know were there before same with tom baker too like it, it totally was that, that was my same thing like that was like I, I didn't never really saw her eyes in that yeah. detail and everything pop but it looked like it was like a like they cleaned up a print or something or like yeah did it a looked, new scan i don't know if they did uh, doctor no, gets I, an I amber alert same. dan they had an amber doctor alert gets an amber alert was, 
No, I liked it. I thought, the, I thought, like, even introducing, like, Rodan, she was a cool character, and yeah. she was, like, a Gallifreyan, and I don't remember, her, maybe she is in the future stories, but that was, like, a good opportunity. Even, like, the end, to jump to the end, like, Leela's living on Gallifrey, and she's been on Gallifrey this whole time, and we've gone to Gallifrey multiple times. Have we ever seen her again? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it busy. was funny. I felt like it was a, absurd at times. You know, it seemed like Tom Baker was having a lot of fun, especially with his eyes. He was doing a lot of talk low and yell routine, yes. especially in the beginning. But I liked it. I mean, there was a lot of comedy elements, maybe a little too much, but I kind of like that stuff. Like, I there like was, like, stuff. a Marx Brothers quality to some of Tom Baker's work where he would be mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you lead. And the guy's like, no, you follow me. Like, there was, like, a lot of, like, silly stuff like that. It was good. Yeah. I, I, I have uh, what you said earlier, the way that this the story starts, kind of almost the story's already in progress. And we're yeah, like you're getting up. thrown into this that. thing. I thought that yeah, was good. Yeah, it was very cool. So, like, I, I couldn't quite follow what was going on with the contract that he's signing and who's going to retain control and control of what and, like, who are these people he's talking to. So it was really fun to set it up that way. Right. That um, part was a little strange, too. Like, they go through all this contract stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, is this just like meta stuff? Like an angry writer is like talking oh, about like the BBC and or like you don't know what because there's like all this right. weird contract stuff and I don't read a contract or I never sign anything I don't read. And then later they're cutting deals with other people and there's no paperwork. Yeah, it's not like they're like obsessed with detail or they need a contract. Uh, but you mentioned the pool, so we get the the TARDIS pool. This is two episodes or two stories in a row. Where there's been inflatables for you know last one with John Pertwee, Sarah Jane had inflatables in her hand and we got to see the pool. Oh, yeah, this she, one she with the inflatables in use. That's right. Yeah, it's a real theme we got here. Good here. Canine um, call on this computer a very stupid machine. There was like a lot of I thought funny lines that didn't take it so seriously, and maybe that undercuts a bit of the gravity of like oh the Santarans are bad, but you know. I like the just comedy. never take them as a. I don't know. Why were they, they in they, a kid? They never art strike me stu- as like a great enemy to begin with. No, and they got that the dumb thing in the back. It's like back just cover it. Like, but why were they in a kids painting studio at one point? Like right before they get Rodan, right. they go to this thing and there's like chairs that are for a child, and then it looks like there's like finger paints on the wall, and it's like yeah. is this like is this where they keep the kids for people that are working at the BBC? So- I don't know. That was the other. That was the art wing, like power substation or something like that. But it was right where, it was... wherever Rodan was. Oh, they, oh, oh, her, they see her. her. Oh, yes, they yes, see so her after, her... but like at, the whole way outside has outside these like that, tiny yes. chairs. You're right. And art on the wall from a child. Yes, yes. And the evil um, shower curtains. All right. I mean, Rodan needs fine. some time off. She's got to decompress. She's directing interstellar traffic and and monitoring things. Yeah, and she and interact, she had that so. cool. I thought I liked the characterization on her character too. Where she's like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. And she's yeah. like, you know, she did her own thing. I thought it seemed like they were building her to be someone in the but future. It doesn't seem like they do. But but that's right. they mean, don't. bravo for writing a great character like that and the actress for doing it. And and the interaction between, you know, setting her up with uh, with Leela, the two of them. Um, I thought there was some, some fun physicality there. Uh, 
Rodan has the force field in front of the door, and, and Leela's like pantomiming, not being able to get through. Yeah. There's one moment where she's like kind of leaning up against it. They drop the force field, and she comes tumbling into the room. Like it was just like nice things. If like you that can rewrite it too, like to Leela and Rodan should have ended up together, right? That's who she would have. Oh went. yeah. Instead of hooking her up with that guy, that's the other thing. Like they don't do it to every companion, but it's always like. We got to marry it her off a to lot. like it's like either a king of something, and then all of a sudden she's spending more time with with Rodan, but then also the older like warlord or whatever, like the you know when she's oh, out yeah. there, and then all of a sudden like the last episode, I think she's now with this guy, and then they're in love, and then she's staying with him. I didn't feel like they had any chemistry at all. No, I guess one scene, kind of. But I thought that was like I, I, at first I was like, oh, they're gonna have her live with those Gallifreyans that People were outside, living outside. Yeah. That would have made a lot more sense. But no, somehow, and I liked Andred. I think the character was fine. Yeah, he was he cool. Did, he, he did was fine. He, he had a lot to do. He had a lot of you know an arc with. Yeah, she know, should have been with her. They had guards. I think that was and, clear. Yeah, it just did. It didn't make a whole. It lot wouldn't of have sense. got past the been, censors. That's the problem. Would have been so much more fun with Rodan instead. Um, yeah, Doctor I mean, talking to the audience. What do you think about that? Although At when the they first end. do it, they justify it kind of that he's crazy and he's talking to his old teacher who's not in the room. Right. And right. then you're Starting like, okay, chair, I guess he's still yeah. kind of crazy. But then at the end, he does it again, right? Like toward, At the like, very end, he does a f- complete look to camera yeah. smirk thing. Kinda, that I, I never like that. I feel like he's done that a couple of times maybe. I just – it doesn't do it for me. But whatever. It's Maybe the kids liked it whenever it aired. Um but to me, that doesn't really yeah. do much for anything. I, so, so we have the whole. Well, you want to go over the whole story too? Like, I mean, we what, can go through some beat by beat. I don't want to go beat by beat. Well, I, we, I want to talk about things. it just high level because yeah. you're going to be able to fill my brain in that's forgotten stuff. You watched but more so, that, so no, no, from the previous ones. So I oh, think no. this is a, this is a continuation as far as Gallifrey goes from the Deadly Assassin, right? Yes, sir. Is that when he was determined to be the rightful heir to Rassilon? Because that part that's I couldn't. He became, that's when he became president, but ran away. Basically, that was the Deadly Assassin, and not another I one. I believe so. Okay, so so he's happened. made president. And he said, "Yeah, but I'm going to split. And when I come back, I'm president." It's another one of those things where, like, we watched Deadly Assassin, what, three yeah, years ago? Yeah, a long, ago t- a long or something? time ago. It was yeah. a really long time ago. So, I, And I didn't go back and, and reread any of that because I'm lazy and we don't get paid. Um, okay. But, so uh, like, yeah, so that, that makes sense. And then do we ever learn how he gets connected with these aliens? The Vandal? Is it the Vandals? Vardens. Vardens. Were the Vardens in the previous one, no. which was Underworld? Was under no. I don't what was think so. This? No, I think he. It seems to me like the way that it was explained, sort of, was that he kind of came across this plot and got himself involved in order to thwart it, but at the same time make them think that he was playing along. I it, totally unclear. Unclear to me. Maybe maybe it is more clear in the episode if I were to watch it again. But it didn't seem like that was really set up as like any real history there. And yeah. it even seemed like some of the no one else really knew who they were as well, who the Vardens were, um, because they were all first of all they were all surprised they were actually ended up being humans. How that works, I have no idea. Um, that they didn't understand, or they they came to the realization of how they like travel along 
energy wavelengths and can even read minds. Like this was all new to the gal- uh, the time yeah. They seem so you would super think they know powerful, so. right? They seem like a yeah. super powerful thing that can go across any wavelength, and that's why he's got to turn the monitor off because they can pop up at the end of it. And then he, you know, in addition to the mind reading, and then he's like, he outsmarts them and he sends them back to their home planet, and he's like, I'll just put them in a time loop. Yeah, to trap, but he never does because then the Suntarans show up right away, and then now Obviously we're in, he did. Now we're does did he actually do it? I don't uh, remember yeah, him I actually know, doing. I, I remember him did. saying he was going to do it, and then the Suntarans were there. Right. I don't remember him. Maybe he said it, and I was hey, just maybe they're not coming paying back. attention. We don't know. Um, it seems like they they were just like, oh, we're done with them. You don't even need to think about them anymore because now the Suntorans are there strange like they are incredibly powerful like you said being able to like read minds and travel across energy and appear anywhere but they ended up being humans yes and they were humans and 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 subjugated in some fashion by the Suntorans but they seem I don't know I don't know that work how do they are they humans from this far future where they have this power did this well I don't think they're humans from earth they're humanoid sure right well they're humans like maybe you know yes in the diaspora across the galaxy somewhere they're not what'd you say they were called the vardans right vardans and and they i imagine have been in probably comics or something right i don't remember them being in the show ever before yeah no i don't i don't think so they've done yes so apparently been in some audio yeah i just looked it up because the only thing is this one yeah just this but yeah, you're right. I mean, they seem like super powerful, especially with the mind reading. And they, he has got to build a whole lead room, and then the t- the time lords are super, you know, readable. I guess their brains are yeah. very easily. They went through that whole test process of like how he determined that his brain was easy to read, and my, my eyes started glazing over. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about when he's hanging out with his old teacher? Yeah, with Barusa, I like yeah, some of the yeah. teacher old teacher stuff. Some of it went out a little too long. I, but uh, and I a little, like little it. low energy. On, but you uh, could both. also not really tell, was he actually helping the doctor? Did he trust the doctor? Was he going to... Unclear. Right, because he gives him the key twice. He gives him like two fake keys yeah. to, before he gets the real key. And then, yeah, and then he makes the gun. Yeah. Oh jeez, yeah the right? big the big space the big space rifle key and the was, space gun. Oof. And yeah, he was... he smokes fools like this doctor's yes. killing people. He takes them so out. Does, so did canine. I mean, there were times canines just running around lasering people, yeah. and I was like, oh well, he's probably just stunning them. It's fine. What I Until was one point when he actually says that he's going to stun someone. So I'm assuming all the other times he's <laughs> just, just wasting fools. So that was kind of crazy. I mean, even. Kitten, I think, pulled a gun on Leela at first as well. So, yeah. It was he little, does. Little he pulls a gun on Leela, but that's part of their plan, which is still yeah. not... It's just confused, like a little bit strange, that whole... Yes. I thought the whole see, scene where he's telling her, tell K-9... Because she, she believes him. Oh, yes. But yes. they portray it that she believes him because he can't do wrong. Not that she was sort of let in that the thing... I don't know. I don't know why they no, had that opening scene him, where... No, matter what. She didn't know what was going on either. Right. I don't so know why they had that in. scene. Yeah. So what did weird. you think of the... You know, so there's the... Coming back to Gallifrey, there's the yep. political, uh, quote-unquote, intrigue, because there really wasn't much intrigue. There was just the Castellan who's a jerk, which I guess that is the job of a Castellan, yep. is to just be a jerk Castellan. every time. Um, so you got that guy being, you know, this insufferable um, toady to whomever's in power, whoever, like, whichever way the wind's going to blow. 
So for Time Lord, he seems like a real... I don't know. So I thought he was a perfect for that type of person. Totally was. But if I if I, I can vaguely remember, you know, uh, watching... Um, uh, uh, assassin, assa- Deadly Assassin? Deadly Assassin. I was going to say Assassination of a Time Lord. <laughs> oh, no, uh, uh, Barusa. He's in that, too, right? He, I remember him being in the doctor, like when the doctor sprawled out on the table. He's yeah. the guy, I think, that's, that's talking to Oh, okay. To. I didn't know if it was the same actor. But it's the same character, though. The same, like, idea that the, that guy, that's the guy who's really going to screw with you. Um, but you, anyway, you mentioned before, like, fine. not being able to get a good read on him. Because, like, w- he doesn't always help. Like, right. we talk about the key. And I guess he's trying oh, Barusa, to prevent yes. the gun from being built. Because the gun can destroy anything right he talks about Seemingly. like i, I guess, just got that power powered by the key do you so, just yeah. think what you want like when he shot the uh santaran mm-hmm. did it kill all of the santarans that were there because there's warships above Ooh, i don't know or did you just kill one guy because the way he talks about the gun i would think it's like where you can shoot a planet destroy the planet or like I don't know. I thought that was a little strange. The end, I felt, was the weakest part because it was like you had this big build-up, and then all of a sudden he goes with this gun that we're supposed to be afraid of, right? and he shoots the guy, and then it turns back into the key, but he doesn't remember any of it, which is funny because I just watched Lock and Key with my kids for season two, and there's a lot of not remembering the magic when you're using it, and there's keys. Um, but oh, do you want to do a lock and key podcast? Oh, sure. I just watched it too. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. was it just one killed? Is there still a fleet above, ready for invasion? Did he commit invasion? genocide and wipe out all Centaurans across the galaxy? No, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't explained, but I, but because I don't think it's it's a problem with these episodes when they end up being it's it's paradoxical. They they're too many parts, so they're slow. But then they mm-hmm. also end up just wrapping things too conveniently or neatly or glossing over yada 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 details so it, it has kind of the best the, the worst of both worlds where there's just like a little bit too much padding too many ideas going on and that just causes them to not be able to focus on the main idea and wrap things up satisfactorily so like it, while it was nice to be able to see yep. outside the citadel and see all the exile time lords and and kind of get to experience that world a little bit did it need to be there well i Probably think i not. just looked up what like on TARDIS Wikia, sure. What the DMAT gun is, mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't kill you; it erases you from time. So maybe oh, by killing this leader, then therefore the people never would have come. Ah, kind of deal. Was that explained? It was not explained, but I think and maybe I just that's, missed it. Maybe that's what happened. Then he kills him, and therefore this guy doesn't exist. And never led them to it, and da 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 da. That's my I, guess. I could be way wrong. Sure. I'm sure the, the angry emails well, are, I mean, and tweets also, are already like, being sent. Why did Why did the doctor forget all of this as well? Like, right, and then he says like that's like the that? gift of like Rassilon knew this weapon is so powerful Too if it powerful. was ever used. This is what also bothered me because it would be like okay if it's ever used it makes you forget, but the doctor uses it first on just some rando. Remember. Uh-huh. There's just yeah. like some guy in there, and he shoots him, and then he goes like he should never have shot him. It should have been like you lose your memory. It's a one shot, the one thing, time yeah. you use it. Because otherwise, how does it know when you're done? 
because it has the key of Rassel on. It knows. Right. It knows when it's when That's it's finished. Fine. It's uh, doing its duties. And then we get um, the K9 uh, Mark II uh, tease crate coming out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what did you but like. They they we have a lot going on, but I do feel like they did a good job of balancing all of the locations and all the characters because it's really a lot of characters. Because we've got not only Leela and the Doctor, obviously, but you have... You're going to have to give me these names, dude. Sure. They, uh, <laughs> the, you got Barusa, you got the, the teacher, you got Kellner, you got, you got the, the Chancellor. You've got the got good cop. You've yep. got the head of the cops that's bad. But yep. then you also have that whole army of... of um, Sort of expatriates and that have left. And Nesbin and yes, ne- yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you've got that all those uh, wildings beyond the wall, <laughs> yeah. you know, hanging out. Um, yep. Then you have your two bad guys, like two races of, of bad guys, and you're balancing all of that out with like this weird plot where the doctor's pretending to be an evil dictator. So it's it a lot. It really was. No, it, I agree. It really was a lot. And it was a lot. Uh, it, a lot of walking I think it was in circles. Successful as it was, because of Tom Baker, like he really, this couldn't have been anyone else. I don't think this, this, or, and not it wouldn't have been as effective. Just the way that he's able to kind of play that that madness and kind of, even though you're not sure what's going on, and not just because he's the Doctor, he yeah. kind of just gives these kind of hints that everything's going to be okay and he has a plan. Like, by the time he started saying that he needed to have that room constructed for his suites as the president, and that it, should, that it was going to be all lead. Once he said that, it's like, oh, okay, so all right, along, he's he been trying to fight this thing, and he has a plan, and we're going to get to it. And once that was revealed, then everything kind he's of... He's a little like, reckless, fine. like, telling them to go after Leela, like, he doesn't know they're not going to shoot her. That's true. Really. So he was trying to get Leela out of the Citadel to keep her safe, I'm presuming? I guess, because he knew that the invasion was coming. But how could he really be sure that that was going to be sufficient to keep her safe? Like, because just she get out was, of she, he knew she could ha- handle her own. And in her credit, like, I mean, she, Sitar, she's like throwing knives. Like this is yeah. like they let her run wild with the oh, the with whole, the bow and arrow, with the, the knives, yeah, angle, the, which was yeah. cool. I, I like her. This was one of my favorite. I know you don't, and you said you liked her in this, so that goes to show how far she's come. I got this was like the kind of story I feel like that she could have a lot of fun with and I feel like she did and even her and the doctor had some good kind of back and forth sort of things. I liked the way that they were sort of messing with each other. I thought it worked. I, I agree. I think And she had one of the best eye rolls that I've ever seen when that guy the the human that used to be a shower curtain Yep. When he like disappears, and then she's like, "Where's that guy?" And the guy's like, "Oh, he disappeared." And she, her eyes just roll right in the back of her head. It was great. <laughs> I, this was, I think, probably <laughs> the the best Leela story uh, from my point of view. Anyway, unfortunately, yeah. it was the last one. Yeah, um, she's gone. And, and and to go out on the on the line, "I'll miss you too, Savage." Yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> I really hated <laughs> that. Was, that. That was just, not. That it was, was just cool. salt in the wound. Yeah. It was not necessary. I would I would agree with that. That was a little strange line. Ah, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it was supposed to be cute, and maybe it was taken that way. But I just I don't know. I don't. Were there were there any other um, interesting things like little tidbits? Yeah, like well, I'll, I'll say one thing is interesting. When the good cop, for no reason at all, just said, "If I had a dog like you in my unit, I'd make you sergeant." 
And then I was just remembering, like, it's Sergeant Dog this fall on ABC Family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a lot of those lines, which were just sort of like these comedy things that were just in there. Because that didn't need to be in there. Or, like, the doctor handshaking the Suntaran that was getting eaten by the plant. Like, there was lots of these, like, straight comedy beats for just for fun. I actually really like the Suntaran being eaten by the plant. It was, reminded me yeah. of like Audrey Two from yes, Top of Horror. Totally. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm surprised though with Leela to stick with Leela. She's like we've been to Gallifrey, yeah, multiple times, and she's never. Makes I got to look it up. She must be in future classic Who's, but we've covered so many now. I don't remember her with another Doctor. No, I don't think she's ever come back or been... Maybe she's... I feel like maybe she's been referenced once. She must be referenced on New Who with all of the stuff constantly about Gallifrey. They never... Maybe. There's never like a one-off like, oh, I have a friend. Well, again, here. it's it's the, the problem of seeing these out of order and right. having seen so much New Who without knowing this part. So, I, you know, obviously wasn't on the lookout for it. But, you know, I don't know. There, there's, there are a lot of like small things in here that I thought were just kind of odd. Like, you know, like you just said, with Andrid with it making making a, a dog like K-9, the lieutenant, frankly, Andrid and K-9 had more chemistry than Leela and Andrid did, so I kind of get that. Um, but, like, the doctor makes a tinfoil helmet for Andrid to help yes, shield which his is, brain. Which, which did not fit cute. him. No. That, it was a little too small. It was like a little boy's helmet. And then, then he's, like, in his, like, white... Uh, uh, pirate shirt. Pirate it was a pirate shirt. Yeah, it yeah. was like the puffy shirt, exactly. It was a puffy shirt. Um, so we got that. We got the doctor playing hopscotch down the hallways. Yeah. Uh, just fully just acting like crazy. a weirdo. Just a yeah. straight Tom Baker weirdo ta- spending a lot of time talking about jelly babies. Jelly yeah. babies is how he identifies who's cool and who's not. Yep. Andrew liked the jelly babies. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Um, I didn't get the whole... There's nothing more useless than a oh, lock with a voice thing. Yeah, because he goes through this thing and he's like, could it be hand scan? He's like, no. But he just says no. Could it be retinal? No. But he doesn't try these things. No. He just says no and they're off the table. And then he goes, it's got to be a voice because he liked to talk. And then he says it and it doesn't work. And then he remembers, he's like, he hates voice. Like, I don't know. He thinks that voice, like, yes, this guy right. said that voice print locks are useless, therefore it must be a voice print lock. Right, and then he sure. says that, and then you hear a click, but it doesn't open, and then he says it louder, and it does open. But yeah, yeah. I didn't understand what it what it means. Like, why it was there, why, why it, it took there. so long to get to it. Like, yeah. it didn't do anything for us. Just like, oh, you found the switch. It was just cool. an extra door to yeah. get out for a lot of those scenes where it was like... You better put that thing be back seen. before the person opens the door. Exactly. Maybe I didn't like this as much as I thought. But the more, when I start to think it about happens. some of the stuff, like that was actually kind of dumb. Oh, the sundial when he goes by the sun, oh, sundial cute. on the Targus and it says that, it, that it's running slow or whatever. I, I really that enjoyed that one. I actually laughed. I liked all the stuff in the Tardis. I, I feel like yeah. we never spent enough time there, and it's so weird that there's a pool and like deck chairs and like it's just like a resort it's very strange it would have been better if they had the time money budget to to do more of that instead of just the same shot yeah yeah that which was i mean they they made it serve the plot like 
they're going in circles, the whole thing, like, it's just the way the TARDIS works. Like, okay, that's fine. But, like, those particular, like, it looks just like a loading dock. Like, what's, why that? Right. Why not? So, anyway. I, did it's you like fine. the Santaran tripping <laughs> when, oh, he, yeah. when he ran? Because so it trips over it the in. chair. and they Let get, it go. Yeah. It's, it keeps, it's it, keep it in the shot. Yeah, You I only thought. have time to do this once, people. <laughs> get into it. Uh, yeah, that it was, was fine. good though. I um, liked it. I don't think I, I have much more to even the add. The and makeup though, oh, is terrible. Yeah. And Awful. the the eye holes in the, the helmet the I mean. did not line up for the eyes. So that poor the actor eyes don't line up. He has was, to wear that black uh, eye makeup and black lipstick. So obviously a goth. Uh, yeah. Of the Santarans are weird, and when you do see the eye through the eye hole, it's unnerving. It, it, doesn't just, look it right. just doesn't look right, and I, I didn't like. It. And the makeup was, but not in a creepy way. It just doesn't look right. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It was not cool. I don't love them. I feel like in in like short controlled bursts, I do like them. Like the uh, Santaran experiment, I think the Tom Baker one. It's like a two parter. Yeah, I feel like that's what I like. I like my Santarans. Uh, uh, quick and out the door. Um, I don't want them for too long because they are slow talkers. We talked about that, and it's like, oh, enough, please. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Look at my notes I here. Know. I went uh, through all my notes too, and I feel like uh, we covered it. We all. got it. Talked that about flotation it. devices. Talked about the Matrix. The, we didn't. I mean, yeah, we didn't the, talk about the, the goes, Matrix. Gets his. He, so he, he he assumes the presidency. There's the whole yep. ascension ceremony that he has to go through. Very long ceremony with lots of yes. tapping on the ground because, multiple yep. times. And here's your sash. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Here's your sash. Here's your rod. Here's your whatever. You get. He uh, doesn't get the key, but that's the point. So that was weird at the beginning. It's like he's like, yeah. and here's the key, and it's an empty hand, and didn't know what that was about. And they wanted the key really bad. The yes. shower curtain people. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, the Santarans really did, but yeah. Well, right. I guess the Santarans, but they were trying to get make sure, like, when are you going to find the key? When are you going to find the key? They wanted it just so that they could build this gun, or just to have complete time power. I thought it was to have the complete powers of the Time Lords. Right. That's, and the key, because no one knows what the key does. It just, they're aware of it. Right. But it's like this weird thing that no one no one's ever seen, and the chancellors have it, and the time presidents have never even, but it's fine. Not since Rassilon like has anyone system. held the key. What do you think it, about it that? It seems like a weird system for the, I get the president shouldn't have all the powers, so you hold back one item, but it's just the chancellor has it? And he's just hanging on to it. Right. Like it, it seems like a weird, weird system. Um, I don't know. The the whole black star thing that was that's where the power of Gallifrey comes from, right? That's how they created the time vortex. I think that's so. I remember it being like a dying there. star, a collapsing right. star, or something. That's that what was... I assumed they were referring to. They kept calling it a black star throughout. Um, yeah. So I just making sure that was the case because Soundgarden's black hole sun just kept running through my head mm. every time they said it. But it's not quite the same. Thing. Um. Yeah, that's it, and it ends with a look to camera. So, Eric, one, two, three, look to camera, smile. All right, cool. Hi, guys. So that's what we thought of this story. But yeah, what do people think? I'm gonna say. What did other people think? My guess. Yeah. More people like this story. I would say this is probably a huh. more well received story than some of the other ones we've done. Well, let's find out, shall we? Like the gunfighters. We? More people are gonna like this than like the gunfighters. Okay. All right. I think that's that's going to be pretty easy. It's uh, a low it's bar. Pretty low bar. 
Um, okay. Sorry, you might have to edit here because I... Well, while you're doing that, there's no reason to edit. I want an easy week, Dan. Uh, while Dan is getting the viewer mail, viewer feedback, you at home should be watching our last Hartnell story, which is called The War Machines, which is a four-parter. I don't know what it's about. Probably machines of war or war will be involved. But it, we finally get to say goodbye to Hartnell. Uh, so make sure you watch that because by the time this goes up in three weeks, we're going to have that one. Dan still seems to be looking, and that's why I would ask you, please consider uh, going to realmofgoblin.com. You can watch a trailer. You can read the first two chapters if you're not sure. And there's a number of order links uh, for you to choose from. And you can download the RPG, the role-playing game, if you like Dungeons & Dragons 5e like Dan does. Download that PDF and just go to town. Dan, you can't still be looking. Suntarin. Okay, okay, so what did we see on the uh, on the alternative machine? Sorry, uh, new computer. Who dis? Trying to figure out uh, where all my tweets went. Um, okay, so thank you everyone who responded to us on Twitter at tudw show. Uh, we asked you what you thought about this one. We got a bunch of good responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Tom Tarpy says. I remember always being surprised by the Santara reveal. I'm a huge TARDIS fan, and I love that they spent so much time in it, even though they cheaped out and used random rooms around the BBC instead of making real sets. Quote, I'll miss you too, Savage. I'm not crying. You're crying. Now, uh, hold that, on. That did uh, make me cry. Yes. Uh, the, to, the far as the reveal goes, I don't remember if you said you were completely shocked. I was. I had it spoiled, unfortunately, because, oh. like, when I was watching the thing or whatever, I saw it in the thumbnail, so I sort of knew at some point Suntarans were coming, but did you know? Yes. I, I saw the same thumbnail. I didn't know that that's how they were going to come into this, so when it happened, I was still... I wasn't shocked, but I didn't see it coming. I didn't, yeah, I and didn't I, really I feel like, it. you know, there's no there's no reason for you to think they would come. Like, there's no right. hint of it or anything. Like, they're, they sort of do None come of out of left field, and you're like, What? Okay. I, still doesn't make a lot of, whatever. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it, it's fine. Good, good. Uh, continue uh, that email. So thank you for that one. Uh, next, uh, Paul Paranoid says, uh, this is a tricky one, Deadly Assassin 2 or Return to Gallifrey. Once again, we get to visit the Doctor's homeworld, and it's not bad. It's reassuringly similar to last time. It's just a little undisciplined and can't hope to have the same sense of gravitas as Assassin. Yeah, not anywhere uh, near as good as Assassin. And Assassin, we got to go into the Matrix, and I was so excited it was crazy. that we were going to go into the Matrix in this one and have like weird psychedelia with clowns running around in a weird desert. But we didn't get any of that. None of that. We just got to see it all play across his face yeah. instead. Paul continues to say, The premise isn't a bad idea. The Doctor has to pretend to portray Gallifrey to reveal the real threat, the Dullard Centaurans. Not really seeming qualified to take on the Time Lords, but then again, who is? However, the reveal at the end of Part 4 was fantastic to a kid in 1978. Again, this is a kid Yeah, that's a Suntaran. Gotta remember that. If you were into the Suntarans, you'd be psyched. Yep. However, while having its moments, it's sluggish and awkward, with this story marking the start of a slide into a tendency to be over-reliant on the show's own lore, locking out the casual viewer, regarding, uh, rewarding the dedicated fans instead of being generally entertaining in its own right. Eric, what do you think about that? The, the fact that the show can, at times, and according to Paul here, will, mm-hmm. um, from this point, start relying on the lore? 
as opposed to being kind of this all-inclusive thing I, for I, As long as the story's good, I'm happy. I understand the where where they're coming from with that critique. Yeah. Um, but I, it didn't feel to me like it was overly... I guess it. I guess it was very. Did you feel like it's just all fan service? Oh no, it's all fan service or just all stuff that you're supposed to know and they're not going to bother explaining it or whatever, or that you're missing a significant part of the of the story yeah. or experience. Like if I knew nothing that. of Rassilon, right, and I know nothing of, I did not see Deadly Assassin. Sure. I, or let's say maybe it was three or four years ago. Yeah, I feel like you would. You would still. There was enough here. There was enough there. I mean, they're like, yeah. you're the they president you you now, do. and then this gun's important. But even us knowing all that stuff, they didn't explain a lot anyway. So they're not really yeah. relying on lore uh, per se, as they're relying on you know just getting it done in time. Yeah, that's I don't know. Really what do you what it think? Feels like for a lot of this, what do you think of that thing that I uh, bumbled through? No, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, I like the lore. I, I, I think a show, not necessarily this one, but I think a show can suffer from becoming inaccessible but i don't think that doesn't but i well i i'll jump on to that too like when sometimes when shows become inaccessible is when i like them the most because you're on the inside season two of twin peaks when it would get nuts with black lodge white lodge like deep into the thing like i don't care that that's turning off new viewer like absolutely you're already on so sometimes i do like to get lost in the minutiae of the totally. mythology. Sometimes that could be fun. That is my 100% my jam. Um, so thanks for that, Paul. Uh, Jay Bomanis says, The serial isn't my favorite, but I love the costumes and scenery. And it does carry reasonably well through six episodes. The recipe for success, in my opinion, for six episodes is a big character reveal or some scene change midway through, which this does. Like it, don't love it. Yeah, I think that's pretty like accurate it, to what I yeah. feel. I think okay. they did a good job with the six episodes and making it flow, but it's not the greatest yeah, story yeah. in the world. And something's far from the worst. Trying to tie things up too quick. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Tom uh, one more, one more uh, tweet from Paul uh, tying this all up. Uh, note the first appearance of a female Time Lord. Hard for us to know that, seeing things out of order, so I didn't know that was necessarily the case. Um, so the first appearance of a female Time Lord, I'm assuming Rodan. Uh, the outer lands of Gallifrey and the most we've ever seen of the interior of the TARDIS. What a horrible disappointment that was. How could they not find any location better? A night shoot in the main corridors of BBC Center, maybe. Uh, yeah, same here. Wish they'd spent more time on that. Uh, Matthew Pittard says, uh, This and Deadly Assassin to me are joined to the hip on how they portray Time Lord Society as almost timid and arrogant and not a superpower at all. Yeah, they definitely take the, you know, they're like this aristocratic class of people that are so obsessed with what's you know um ritual and you know all of that stuff seemed like a heavy commentary on on how absurd that stuff is definitely you know you have that scene with like those two guys going back and forth about when are you going to get your regeneration or whatever that's like that has no point other than to just be like these people are garbage which i like that they're treating them like that and not some kind of like super but it does kind of undercut the whole time lore power yeah it is it's it's interesting but it's strange um the world enough in time podcast says uh too long and lots Mm. of padding but the doctor's secret plans are intriguing also notable for the character of rodan an obvious prototype version of romana yeah i could see a lot of the very next story yes yes, i could see some romana energy on that 
heck yeah. She would, and she would have made a great companion right in. I, the two of them working in the TARDIS to try to do their who'sy what's it's and whatever, and mm-hmm. she's you know trying to figure things out. It was that was fun. I really did enjoy that. Uh, Misfit Scully says, "Damn, I ran out shopping and forgot to rewatch or even think about anything. Uh, think of anything about the story while I wait in queue to be." Oh, while I wait in the queue, all I'll say is uh, Leela could have done better. I will prepare next time. Love the pod. Thanks, Miss Fiscali. Um, Love to hear your takes on this, but uh, hope you enjoyed uh, listening along with yeah. us and remembering it. Uh, one thing I want to jump back onto the previous one, talking about Romana, because I always want to talk about Romana. Romana won. She was great. Mary Tam. Number one, um, Number one fan. Do you think, like... Was there a thought of maybe putting Rodan in the role of the person to watch him, and then they ended up casting someone else, and that's where Ramana came from? Or was that always the plan? It seems like a missed opportunity to have the Doctor on Gallifrey, and then the next season he's going to have a companion that's a Time Lord, and not have that person in yeah. the story in some capacity. It feels kind of strange. I have to watch it again. i got to watch Ribos, at least the opening because I don't remember. I remember like the, the white guardians introduced, but like that—that that must be the direct result of all of this business that we just right. saw. Right, I just can't remember. And we didn't have the benefit of having seen this whenever yeah. we saw that one. So yeah, that'd be interesting. She's got that I, great I, like white queen Narnia thing on. Oh, she Mary Tam and that stunning one. in this She's one. The best. Oh yeah. All right, Absolutely. go on, Dan. I shall. Um, <laughs> last one here. Steve Waters says, "Love it completely. Fucking mental. A glorious mess." I agree with part of that. I mean, it was fun, and it was a mess. Um, yeah. I think they it, they successfully landed it. Um, it was fine, but yeah, not the best. But I enjoyed So thank you, everyone, who did uh, write to us on Twitter. We have an really email. I that, think we that. have an, another Paul email. We have a Paul email in addition to Paul's tweets that I think is different content. I don't know if we have any other emails, but I remember there's at least one because it said goodbye to Leela as the subject. You are correct. Uh, is that the only one? I could read that if you want to look. For... You read it. You read it, my Okay, friend. this is from Paul. Uh, the idea was to introduce an Eliza Doolittle type to create a mentor-student dynamic. This seems to be the most thoughtful piece of supporting character conception since Liz Shaw was created to be the third Doctor's equal, but this time going the opposite way. Okay, I think so. He's talking about Leela. This is a generalized yeah. Leela commentary. Yeah, uh, I know you guys didn't departure. really take to Leela. I, I would say I did more than Dan. Correct. Yeah, I didn't like the character. I just didn't. Right. Uh, the actor Louise Jameson, fantastic. Did not like. But her. I grew up with this iteration of the program. And I've always thought it was brilliant. It suited Tom Baker's increasingly haughty demeanor and gave yeah. a purpose to the what is it, Doctor? Questioning on behalf of the audience while giving Leela other characteristics that compensated for her ignorance. Finally, a genuinely balanced companion character whose very nature made the need for explanation part of a development arc with, much to the horror of the Doctor, a gender role-defying tendency to deploy violence to resolve situations, creating a completely new dynamic in what was now a 15-year-old format. All right, mm-hmm. so there you go. Oh, yeah, wait, there's some fair. more I mean, stuff. I'll go one more thing. It's, it's, it's running a little long, so I'm just going to throw a couple of these out there. This was at the time as significant a shift as when Battlestar Galactica was reformatted with stronger gender equality sensibilities in the 2000. 
Yeah. Uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, okay. As the contemptuous Star Wars franchise. This is a page-turning moment for female identification in pop culture. All right. Uh, okay. Despite the amount of flesh on display, somehow uh, Louise Jameson rises above objectification as an attractive yeah. woman in revealing animal skins, uh, playing Leela with a lack of consciousness of her evident femininity that it was neatly in keeping with the character and the show had faced a crisis with the loss of Elizabeth Sladen and an increasingly egotistical leading man. And this move was a wily and successful solution to both by the talented production team. So there you go. A very uh, interesting commentary there from Paul on Leela. And uh, let's wave her her goodbye. Bye, Leela. Leela. Uh, I will miss that savage somewhat too. I'll, I'll, I'll... I won't miss them calling her savage, but yeah, no, nobody will. Oh, we're fine. Dogs are just barking. It's cool. Are we done? Uh, anything else? Are I think that's done? it. Do we have any reviews? I think we've we've tapped all the no, reviews we're we going to get. We have gotten no reviews since March of last year. So I think no it's... one in this pandemic. The first thing to go is is yeah, uh, podcast not, reviews. They're not doing any stars. The stars mm-hmm. are in hard supply with inflation. That's well, inflation yeah. and supply chain issues. Yep, you totally. just can't get those stars. Um, so that's yeah. a problem. So that's but it. Hey, folks, what are we doing next time, uh, Mr. Grissom? Oh, don't you remember? It was the War Machines. Our oh, last that's right. You said the War Machine. You already said it. Hartnell that's right. story. Last Hartnell. Yes. So we're going to say goodbye to Hartnell, Hartnell. And then for the rest of the go, it's going to be Pertwee Baker. Pertwee Baker. Pertwee so Baker, I hope you Pertwee like Pertwee and Baker because it's Pertwee Baker all the way down. Oh, actually, until we get to the very final one, and we do Dalek's Invasion of Earth with uh, Peter Cushing. Right on. Yay! And then we're going to transition seamlessly into a Twin Peaks slash Dune podcast. Yeah, and then we just really switch gears. That'd be great. Start talking about the Bene Telex. See, See, you don't know what I'm talking about with face dancers and stuff, Dan. You got to keep going. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, right on. All right. Folks, thank you so much. Uh, We will talk to you again in three weeks. Yeah, we will. All right. See ya. Peace. Bye. Bye. In the filler of all men. In the filler of all men. Stands a solitary candle.